0: You do not want nuclear boom yeah. to be the name yeah, of something, sorry. <laughs> just a clarifying. A, a, so.
1: Coming this fall, the nuclear, nuclear boom. boom. Oh, God. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to another episode of the Engineering Dads podcast, Tobes, Pats, how are you doing boys? Very
0: good, Aquaman, how are you doing today?
2: Oh look, pretty good considering the rain, pretty happy to be here
0: Oh it's a little, look, a little bit of a flood, that's not a bad (sighs) thing Where did you find, I hid those on purpose, how the hell did you find my nerve gun? A nerve gun can (sighs) never escape me, that's the uh uh, For anyone who heard that, I I just got shot in the chest by a paddy Yes, and um, I think that is a great segue in today's conversation, James.
2: Today, we are talking about news and what's happening in (laughs) the world, so... (laughs) That
1: was not we're a great talking about s- I'll, 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 I was We're talking about nerf guns. Yeah, yeah. Nah, we're talking about fucking violence. That's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I wanted to see how you did it in profit. Yeah,
2: I had no idea how I was going to segue uh, nerf guns into that. But no, <laughs> for those who saw our recent Instagram post, we've started doing news posts lately just to keep pretty much everyone informed. We understand a lot going on in the world. So we as engineers want to bring technology news to you. And the first one was an economical, uh, eco-friendly way to produce concrete, which mm. I found very interesting. Um, you know In light of sustainability Bit of context Is concrete Roughly used Is the third Highest CO2 emissions it's Massive Yeah Of so the world painful. So it's about Seven to eight gigatons A year Sorry uh, Yeah so which releases about 7% of like the total mm. greenhouse gas. And like, that doesn't sound like much, but really when you think about it, it's, it's quite substantial.
0: Well, another thing to, to point on, and this is back from my uni day, so I don't know if the stats is 100% correct, but it was saying that in a building, if you look at the emissions that you do for construction in a building, plus the emissions from like using energy to cool down the building over 30, 40 years, right? Yeah. The energy from the concrete makes up almost the majority of the emissions over its entire lifetime. So even running the aircon at full pelt for 30 years doesn't get close to the emissions that you would get from the concrete that you put into that building in the first place. So it is a massive source of carbon dioxide and for yeah. a very long time there's not a really a substitute
2: yeah so that makes up the full seven gigatons like that's the long term mm. but it's actually two gigatons to produce it which is what we're talking about today is the production you make a really good point though because like you said it's not very heat insulated whereas um hempcrete mm. is which we'll, which we'll touch on later we'll on that. um yeah so pretty much that's the background on it and you know there's not much we can do currently for concrete this is why they use US and ccs in the concrete industry because it's really all they can do but it doesn't work well as yeah we've touched on in the and, past
0: and just to clarify what ccus is that's carbon capture utilization and storage so the idea behind it is you are capturing carbon dioxide that would have been thrown into the air and you're repurposing it for something else or just shoving it into like a little tank under the ground which sounds like jurassic park it's like ah oh, shit the dinosaurs got out again yeah. but this time it's carbon dioxide and that one is actually real and kill us that's exactly right.
1: <laughs> It, Sorry, it, Jurassic Park is not
0: real. There's feathers and dinosaurs, just to I clarify.
1: Know, I don't know. Sounds pretty real to me. That <sighs> CGI is pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know raptors are only like two like one meter tall in real real life?
1: Oh, I thought they were they were barely the size of like They're little chickens. Barely a lizard or yeah. like a what's that what's the actual dragon called nowadays? What like those Filipino
0: dragons? Filipino dragons. No idea. Is that a basketball team? <laughs> 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 it was no, a Filipino no, no, dragons. no, no like that the uh like the Komodo Kim- traggers <laughs> drag- <laughs> the <laughs> Komodo, the Filipino dragon. No, Sorry, I, that, I no, no, they yeah. they're,
1: they're heavily rampant in the Philippines, I believe. I don't know.
0: I have no idea.
1: The
2: Filipino dragons can't really be a segue back into this topic, so I'm just going to hop back in here, boys, <laughs> and I'll keep it you going. Bro, Keep you. the boat straight. Um, just dip those level. foot in the pool. So uh, at the university known as CU Boulder, there's an excellent professor known as Will Schruber who looks in sustainable construction. Um, pretty much what he did is he went for a trip to Thailand and I think went scuba diving or snorkeling and saw some coral reefs. And in his adventure, this is back in 2017, he goes, hmm, coral reefs, carb- uh, calcium carbonate. Limestone is used to make concrete. I wonder if we, I can use coral reefs or use that principle to make uh, concrete. Mm. Problem is that coral, as we know, takes millions of years to millions form. Years. So um, I have to write this down. Uh, Coccolithophores is the algae. What the fuck, you
0: just call me? <laughs> You're a I mean, yeah. <laughs> right, calm down, hold it back, hold it yeah. back. Well, we'll, ah. wait for, we'll wait for after the podcast. Yeah, right it's <laughs> a
2: type of microalgae that has uh, microscopic plates of calcium carbonate in them. So we took it back to the lab. And him and his team pretty much were able to synthesize something on a lab scale that represents limestone, which they find in quarries, mm. which is what's used to make concrete. Um, pretty much, they get uh, they go to quarries, they get limestone, they bring it to a high temperature, mix it with some water, um, and it releases a lot of CO2. Yeah. And that's the issue is because it doesn't come from a plant material, it can't sort of be reabsorbed back into the atmosphere. Whereas with the microalgae being plant-based, everything uh. you output goes back into the market. Micro- but it's not just that. What he found with this type of algae, it actually has a carbon negative effect. So, yeah not only will it displace all the CO2 being generated by current concrete, it'll actually take an additional 250 million or so um, uh, kilos out of the atmosphere. And what,
0: what is, so that 250 million, is that based off if we replaced all new concrete going forward or is that like, what, what scale are we looking at there?
2: I'm sorry, to correct, it was actually 250 million tonnes and correct. So if we were to replace this with all the concrete being used, um, on a hypothetical scale, then yeah. yes, effectively um, it'd be reduced a lot. Look, my main concern with using something like this though is um, concrete pretty much, it, it's very, very strong. It's hydrated. Yeah. It doesn't actually absorb water and that's why they use them in most tall skyscrapers. So mm-hmm. when you actually uh, mix it with water, it undergoes a hydration reaction. Because it's hydrated, it just pretty much means it's water resistant in a way. So it actually increases in strength over time because of like these crystalline fibers they call right. it. So they need to they they need to remain wet. Is that what you're suggesting? Uh, it, it does remain wet through the reaction. So oh, when right. something when something's hydrated, effectively yeah. it is moist. Yes. I like to call it. Um, so my main concern with something like this is, even though we have the same feedstock, the composition of it's a bit different. So yeah. approaching it chemically, I don't know the output of what it will be. Um, mm. But I'd say it is promising in the future and that's what really sparked me when i saw this news topic. i'm like damn we talk about the energy industry a lot we talk about water sustainability concrete being the third highest use i'm thinking how can we approach this in a different way
1: wait so you're saying that it's a good thing that they're using coral to make to turn it into concrete yeah so
2: it's pretty pretty much similar concept so coral is made from calcium carbonate and calcium carbonate is the raw material that goes into concrete so, which explains why
0: coral is so tough, like it you know, well,
2: cuts. Well, it does. However, I
1: will I'll happily disagree the fact that you shouldn't. I don't think we should Sorry. use coral to actually. We're not using are <laughs> using I, I, coral. Did cl- <laughs> Did ex- no, no, explain no. it? So, so actually, like I don't un- I didn't understand a word that you just said before. Yeah. Like the you said algae, and then you said something about wind something. I don't know what was going on. Wind.
2: Wind. wind? I didn't pass wind. What are you talking about? Did you call me? I don't know. Yeah. So so pretty much like so. Coral has, like you said, is very strong. This guy went scuba diving, saw coral and go, how can I do this on a lab scale? How can I grow my Mm -hmm. own coral, so to speak? This specific type of algae mimics the properties of coral when it's grown in a lab. So, he's Mm -hmm. taking it in a lab and basically making an experimental version of it. Um, and uh, he's been given three points. The way
1: that you explained it, I thought he actually, he actually
2: took
0: coral. No, we're not dredging up the Great oh, like, Barrier yeah. Reef yeah. to build to, that, to that build To build skyscrapers. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Pretty, yeah. good. Yeah, just good, good. to clarify. Okay. So I think what James, in summary, is saying is that they found a process that through natural occurring um, algae, they can replicate the limestone that they use in concrete. Yep. And then, So you could then make a large farm of this algae Create the limestone and then use that for the concrete processes, and, be-
1: and because of that it will reduce co two yep. levels or C O two. Well, it, yeah,
0: so it doesn't. So to make the calcium carbonate, it absorbs carbon dioxide, and then it might release some when it's being in the process, and it will decrease that releasing. Yeah, whereas normally you just get the yeah. bone, you get the already captured carbon from way back in the limestone, and then during the process to make concrete, it releases it. So it's just releasing more carbon. So that would have been stored naturally. It's
2: very similar to fossil fuels, right? Like when you yeah, burn yeah, coal, exactly. it, can't, it can't be reabsorbed. Whereas something like biogas can, because it's coming from mm. plant and animal material. But yeah. Speaking of um, land that you were talking about to use, it only needs about uh, I think it was one to two million acres of open ponds, which sounds like a lot, but it's yeah. only like point zero five to point one percent of like all the land like in the USA would need. So it's actually very small. They would need to cultivate
0: this out That does actually. I, I still would say 0.5 percent of all 0. 0. 0.05. Oh, 0. okay. 0.05. Yeah. 0. 5 okay, so that still and, would be a fair chunk, but that yeah. that is it isn't that much. And, yeah.
2: and in comparison, like cornfields use one percent. That being said, corn yeah. is like, well, used I'm, for a
0: lot. of... Oh my god! I want to talk about this in another podcast. <laughs> but the corn industry in the U.S. is fucked. Um, actually Adam G did a good okay. uh, thing on the government's uh, subsidy of corn and that's why corn syrup's in everything. You got corn chips, all your breakfast cereals have corn syrup. Most of the substitutes across it is corn mm, because those subsidies from like the 1901s, which is still maintained today. That's why Dorito chips are so damn cheap because of subsidies from 50, 60 years ago. And so corn's being thrown. Anyways, I'm off track here. I would love a on, separate podcast on yeah, corn. We will I'm definitely do very this. very corny yeah. for this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Um, Stop it.
2: Yeah, so, like, you know, I I think it's uh, (laughs) a very promising technology. But, you know, given $3.2 million to continue his research, I don't think it's going to completely substitute concrete. We do have things like hempcrete, which is um, also really sustainable. has a negative carbon effect as well. I think it's like, uh, you know, negative 108 kilograms per meter cubed of a wall used. Um, The problem with hempcrete is um, it's kind of rare, hard to find. There's an expensive market for it. Mm -hmm. um, And it has like one... Twentieth of the compressive strength of yeah. um, which pretty much means it's nothing wrong with that. You just have to use a lot of frames and a lot of steel to do it. So yeah. pretty much, imagine imagine squishing a like a golf ball and then squishing a tennis ball. It's a lot easier to squish a tennis ball, right? Mm-hmm. But if you were to put like oh, support good. supports around it, then you wouldn't be able to squish it. So it's not bad. Um, what I like about hemcrete is not only is it fully recyclable, but it's also really thick as well. So uh, and it mm, sort of insulates. Yeah, it insulates <laughs> heat and it's a uh, very like. Uh, what's the word for it? it's airtight so oh that's so when you're good. running your heater you don't have to run it all night for example so it's yeah. more energy efficient so you know it's kind of like the renewable energy sector we're not going to see just solar be the goat. No. it's going yeah. to be a, a mix of hemp uh, hempcrete and you know this new algae yeah. derived
1: so 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 this hemp is hempcrete yeah. hempcrete, hempcrete. Hempcrete. hempcrete hempcrete um is it like as is it. Is it has it been manufactured and actually people oh, yeah. can use it? Yeah. So I've, so I've got a great
0: story in that. I'll let you finish that.
1: So but, but my basic question is, so what's the what's the price between normal concrete that I can buy from Bunnings and this hempcrete? Like, well, obviously, I assume the hempcrete is... Yeah. He, he's more expensive. And if yeah, yeah. so, that's basically the reason why no one's gonna buy it well that's
0: probably it's the one not on gonna buy rarity, yet. yeah but again like solar panels 20 years ago was like a dollar 90 a watt for just the silicon so in mm. the silicon your panels it was like a dollar 90 that little thin bit of um uh like like little silicon blue that you see on the old solar panels that was a dollar 90 a watt mm. back 20 years ago it's now like nine cents yeah so the even though it's not make sense now by researching it the price can come down again the csiro which i'll quote later they invested in a thing called um uh turn frequency to transfer information and they spent millions of dollars into it which then became wi-fi now we can all admit that money is well spent but at the time you're like we just threw 10 million dollars in this weird contraption yeah will it even work now pretty much every single household in the world has it yeah, progression, well, Australia, baby. progression. <laughs> yeah but everyone
1: everyone also said about said that about uh Bitcoin and all the. Uh, oh, all there was a different. Then, oh,
0: we're not. That's a different podcast again. <laughs> yeah. Bitcoin started podcast. on
1: the black market uh, topics and yeah. buying
2: illegal stuff online. But yeah, <sighs> different topic. <laughs> I don't know about
1: this topic. scuba data, bro. It seems yeah. like it was a bit dodgy to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, um, <laughs>
2: look, back on your question, yeah, it's a lot more expensive. And as coming from the chemical engineering background, we generally hate adding more things into a reaction. Mm. Generally, simple is best. If you yep. can make a reaction and it has minimal raw, raw materials, it's good. Pretty much with hempcrete, it's almost the exact same, I think, to produce. So you start with limestone and you add the hemp fibers into it, mm. which changes all those properties, makes it more carbon negative. Um, I just generally don't like adding things into a reaction, so yeah. which is why I'm f- pretty promised about the the algae related concretes because yeah. it is the same raw material just from a different source.
0: Yeah, and so on. So two points I want to add is on the hempcrete one. So the first hempcrete, I my previous job, I worked. Um, I can't I don't know if I like can I worked as a solar Manufacturer And we actually worked on A uh, Like a report For a building in Brisbane yep. Now this was a Hemp Billionaire out of the Russia Like this is a real story By the way Okay Hemp billionaire out of Russia And He built A massive Like 20 story uh, 20 bedroom place On the coast You could rent it out For 40 grand a week Like that's how big this place It had a pool Next to the ocean yeah. Like it was massive, beautiful, and completely made out of the hempcrete, and it was supposed to be a like proof of concept. Like if you can build a five-story building out of hempcrete, then you can build buildings out of hempcrete. Sure. Yeah, and so, yeah. like for certain situations, this is great. People will jump at it, but it does come at a higher cost. So yeah. it it is more going to be more expensive. And same, I think for the algae concrete for a while, but even the other point that i want to touch on is there are massive like scales or like uh, organizations that rank buildings efficiency so you've yeah. heard of like nabbers and green star and they mm-hmm. say as you walk in building like, oh we're a nabbers five star or gold or mm-hmm. star all these different things but it's talking about how efficient the building is and how much emissions it took to make the building yeah now if this becomes a thing buildings and manufacturers will jump at this well they, they already yeah. have yeah well yeah it's
2: literally companies already inquiring about it mm-hmm. um i put it as like did a quick news post on the exact number it was, so go check it out if you're listening Mm. um, on the companies that are inquiring to look at the sources. But I did also a quick back-of-the-envelope calc on that to say, so pretty much emissions are about roughly uh, 80 kilograms of CO2 per tonne of concrete um, uh, average skyscraper weighs around 22,500 tons and uses about 60% of concrete. Just mm. using stats online, there could be a ri- wide range of this. So, based on those inputs, you're looking at about 10 to 11 tons of CO2 per skyscraper and that's just to build. Think of mm. the actual life cycle cost as yeah. well. So, yeah. I agree. I, you know, if something can take over, you can really... Uh, so being a third highest contributor to, to the yeah. energy uh, climate crisis...
1: No, I'm loving it. I think it's a cool. great idea, honestly. It sounds like one of those are... Uh, it sounds like an idea that should go on Shark Tank or something.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm, well the Shark Tank, it's usually small ideas going up for, for debate. Where it's like, I want to get this project off the ground. This is no. a game changer. This yeah. is talking about changing the entire industry. You're talking mm. about changing... It's like changing the US from corn to, I don't know, wheat. Like no, that. but
1: that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm pretty sure that Snapchat was one of the, like, one of the first... Like mm. in the very very first seasons of of Shark Tank, and that, oh, really? and they, I don't, I think someone made it got, might have got it, or they might have passed it. I don't know, but you know, somehow, you know, it was then bought out and then changed to Snapchat or something.
0: Right. Okay, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. small beginnings. So it was that doorbell company as well. The doorbell. Oh, with Ring. Yeah, Ring. yeah, I heard yeah, about that. Yeah. there was, it was oh, a oh, famous Ring. basketballer. Then, was it Jack that invested in Ring? Or no Arlo, well, no. he invested in Arlo no, Sha- something
1: no, similar No, Shaq was the idiot He didn't, he didn't invest in Starbucks When there were only like in only like a few little coffee shops <laughs> in Seattle And it was like, no, no Black people don't drink coffee And now it's, now it's worldwide <laughs> Anyways, Anyway
2: so. so yeah, this this Like uh, Professor Struber's contributed Like a lot of his life to sustainable building And I think, you know Based on his reaction to it Like if you've been in the industry for a long time um, and for you to have this sort of reaction, he's like pretty chuffed about it. So yeah, <laughs> well done, Will Schruber, and I look forward to see yeah, what this comes about. For Robert Schumer. yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, so I'm going to jump in with my next point, and so this is going to be for the next news pod, uh, next news release blah, 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 this week, and this is one of the things that uh, has kind of been irking me and I've been seeing, and as someone who's in the energy field, I really want to touch on. So, we're bringing the, the old discussion of nuclear back on the table. <laughs> dun, 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 dun! And so, I've been seeing nuclear for a while, and so I'm, I'm ready to field a lot of questions from you gentlemen on nuclear. So, feel free mm. to shoot away as I go about this. But, what f- is it? Well, nuclear energy. <laughs> oh, so, this. Oh, I really want to do this metaphor. So, nuclear energy. So, current nuclear energy is called um, fission reaction uh, the idea of something splitting, right? An atom splitting, right? We've, we've heard that phrase before. And nuclear, even though in The Simpsons it's green, it's in re- reality it's blue. Just so. I thought it was white because of the heat. Uh no, it just goes really bright blue. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks in videos of like nuclear reactors. and STO, which is the uh nuclear research facility in South Sydney, they have like a live feed of their reactor sometimes. And so it just goes really blue when they turn it on, which looks it looks like a really cool swimming pool, but don't jump in. <laughs> it's really dangerous. It just like it looks like the Aegean Sea. Like it's so clear all the way down to the bottom, you can see everything. It's like a forty meter tank and it looks like it's a meter deep. Anyways. So, do you guys know the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So, um, Patty, explain to me what happens in the, the general principle of ALS Challenge and how it goes on from one to another person. Well, you'll be nominated
1: originally or someone will say, hey, I want to nominate three people to do this challenge. One of the people will get a bucket of ice and water and then dump it on them and then they'll then pass on to three or three or four other people. It's basically like a pyramid scheme.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, time to talk about the chemical uh pyramid scheme that is nuclear fission. So, nuclear fission is an atom splits apart and as it splits apart, it releases a lot of energy, which is what we want to capture that heat. So that's why they're in the water, heats up the water, the water then goes to steam and then we turn a turbine like a coal generator. But when it breaks down, it breaks down into two like, large chunks and some extra like protons and neutrons that fire out at super high speed, like bang, bang, bang. Now, these little particles, they usually shoot three of them, which then collide with three other nuclear atoms. Now, these nuclear atoms go, all right, fuck it, we're, f- we're splitting apart two. They then split, go to nine. So even if one, say, just misses and you only get eight, you've then got eight times three, 24. And so you've got this exponential reaction where this pyramid scheme Mm. where the atoms are splitting, hits one, that splits, creates three more, splits, 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 and goes across. And by putting in certain barriers, you can limit the amount of atoms that are splitting and the amount that are coming out. And so that's how you control a fission reaction. Otherwise, it's a boom. That was a terrible boom explosion. Hold on. I can do it better. There we go. Yeah, so I believe what Tobe has just described is a, uh, a
2: chain reaction, a nuclear chain reaction, chain reaction yeah. where pretty much you have a reaction and the products react with further reactants, in this mm. case it's atoms, and we're harvesting the energy from that chain reaction, yes. correct? Yeah. yeah,
0: so it's an exothermic reaction, exothermic being it is exo being to like go out. Uh, thermic being heat, so it's heat leaving in terms of a Latin origin. Anyways, the point being is um, it's not just a chain reaction. It is an exponential because it goes 3, 9, 27 and just boom, goes away. And that's how the bombs really happened. But uh, in normal nuclear reactors, they... They put in special rods and shields to stop the amount of times that those atoms can react with each other, so you can maintain a very comfortable level of heat. Which is uh, there's a, a few in Japan which had problems with this because the rods would stay up, um, and then when they failed in the energy grid, the the protectors didn't come down, and so these rods were just heating up, and no shields going through, and so they had a gas generator on site trying to like, keep everything cool, and then. They ran out of fuel, and the roads were flooded after the the tsunami, and so they had to fly in fuel to try and keep these things from blowing up. And What
2: what fuel were they flying in? Gas,
0: just gas to try and keep the lights on at the plant to maintain... The protection. Oh shit. So, so they didn't have like They a, had they 18 have... days of fuel and they went down to like half an hour by the time the new fuel came in. They had like, like
2: no contingency or anything yeah. to be used. And with. at that
0: point it would overheat, things would melt, radioactive water just gets into the because of the all, all the nuclear reactors in Japan are on the water because they're designed to be flooded if they need to be. Yep. But if that happened, even now, even though the water's safe, the fishing industry in those areas are gone. No one buys the fish from there anymore. It's really sad actually. Mm. You can research that in your time. But the point being is nuclear is back in the spotlight and i just want to do a little commentary of why it is and just give a bit more context to the discussion because people are going to say oh nuclear sounds great and i just want to give everyone the pure picture on it and i'll be perfectly honest right now not a big fan of nuclear and i'll explain into it why and i'll be somewhat neutral through the open discussion so that's a bit of a spiel. Anyways, nuclear has been back in the discussion recently for three main reasons. One, um, the change of guard from the new Australian government. Um, again, this is all in Australian context. The, on the way out, Barnaby Joyce, the leader of the nationals, was saying, okay, it's time for me to leave. I was always going to leave. Don't worry. It's fine. It's normal. But at least let's have a sensible discussion on nuclear. Let's have a discussion on nuclear. And even the new leaders, both Peter Dutton and um, the new national leader, David Littleproud, like we haven't struck it out. Because while we want to have new energy and we need new energy coming online, they are not uh, against the idea of nuclear. They haven't struck it out of the plan. The other reason that we've talked about it is the nuclear deal in Australia. Um, Recently, I think it was a member for the UN... uh, a Uranium Council came to Australia to talk about how to store the nuclear um, submarines in Australia, what to do with them, and that sparked like, a lot of energy amongst the nuclear community. Like, oh, yeah, look, what's happening? Oh, the president's over here. Um, so that was the second one. And the third one, which is the most recent, was the market suspension in the grid effectively the price in australia went too high coal was really kind of failing for a few reasons and all of them are legitimate i don't like coal but this time they actually had to like step out of the grid for a bit gas because the ukraine crisis went from like 12 dollars gigajoule to 42 dollars a gigajoule in like a few months and so they're not running so overall it was just fucking messy and they went perfect time for nuclear and i just wanted to give a little bit of information why I don't think it's the go-to solution right now.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, why did they, on that topic, why did they say, oh, let's go to nuclear and say, let's not push more emphasis
0: on solar, hydrogen and wind? It is a good point. And the thing is, we are seeing a lot of solar wind, uh coming into the grid. And the moment that we can have... um good policy from the top end, we're going to see a lot more renewables coming in. And that's what we're already seeing. Like I can tell you right now, the industry's like hungry, hungry for renewables. And Mm -hmm. they're starting to develop and design and build more on the fly. Um, I'm not too sure why nuclear is the go-to. I think the reason they're going to nuclear is because they like the idea of coal, a reliable, large plant, clicks into the grid that we built in the 90s and the 2000s. A big, big, like big... Central generation and massive wires leaving it. So you look at like Hunter Valley, massive wires going from there to the cities. Yep. Um, you've got like Gladstone in Queensland. You've got Latrobe Valley in Victoria, all massive coal plants. And if you look at the network, you just watch it like a web leaving these things. So you can keep uh, effectively the same grid and you can control the entire market with just a few, four, like four or five generators. Mm-hmm. And okay. so you could just swap over a coal plant with nuclear because it has no emissions. Because carbon dioxide has been somewhat of political cyanide for politicians recently and they said like no no climate change is not happening it's a third one in one hundred year flood in the last like 18 months no everyone's acknowledging the fact now like yeah. what is it 80 percent of people who voted for labor will like focus on climate change same for greens even 60 percent of the liberal vote was for what are you doing on climate change and i think that's really why they lost this election so across the spectrum, climate change is a big thing and being staunch against it is no longer paying off. So nuclear, I think, is their go-to because it's like coal, but no emissions. Sure, yeah. Similar sort of reactor yeah. design. Not reactor design, completely
2: different, but like reactor footprint, et cetera. Yeah, in like terms of area. Size, yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. And um, one of the things that they're talking about is like the cost of it, right? So nuclear is expensive hold on let me just find the actual data for this because it it's it's way too expensive so in terms of like renewables right so just to give you a perspective so by 2030 i'll use that as the benchmark so black coal comes in at about four and a half thousand dollars a kilowatt which just to give you a reference of where coal sits now wind for example comes in at one thousand nine hundred dollars a kilowatt a lot less solar for example that one is coming in at $999 a kilowatt. So really fucking cheap, cheap right? right? Yeah. yeah. Guess what nuclear is. Just guess what the current fission nuclear reactor is coming at.
2: I, I knew this off a while ago. Is it in the order of
0: 20,000? It's $16,000 yeah. a kilowatt. So four times... No, yeah, four times the cost of black coal currently. If you put CCUS and assume it works perfectly, that is... Hold on, where's that number? That is only $9,000 a kilowatt hour. So it's cheaper to use black coal it's than CCUS. cheaper US. Yeah, it's cheaper to use black coal with CCUS than to switch to nuclear. Mm. And so they say, okay, well, then the solution to this is this thing called SMRs. I'm doing my little jazz fingers. Can you put some, like, sparkle music on this, pads? Thank you, Patty. Um, so SMRs are small modular reactors. Now, nuclear is like Amazon, right? It needs to be big. Otherwise, the thing doesn't make sense. It needs to be massive for the cost to come down. As in Amazon, like the company, or Jeff Bezos' head? Uh, column A, column B. <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> a bit of, bit of both, to be honest. But you need, like, economy of scale. And they went, know what? No. We can make a nuclear reactor the size of a solar farm in terms of, like, power output. It can fit mm. on the back of a truck, and it's going to be a fourth the cost. And they went, great. Build one. And that's it. They have, they have not built one of these things at all. The first one in the US may be online by 2026. And that's a five-year build time. But that may take up to 10 to 12 years because what, it's on one of the What's this being built
1: again? Sorry, A small me.
0: modular reactor. So currently, the normal reactors are big plants. Imagine like a coal station with massive stacks. Mm-hmm. Small modular reactors can fit in the back of a truck. They produce about 300 megawatts, which is maybe one-tenth the size of a normal nuclear reactor. And how, how many things would that power? That could power, like, if you've got five of these, they might power a city. Mm-hmm. Five. So, so it sounds quite attractive, and it's super mobile, so if you're like, mm-hmm. you know what, we need power immediately to this place, we'll ship in a nuclear reactor in the back of a truck, perfect. Now, I think in certain situations this might be possible, but the problem is a lot of the lead time is not there. So usually they say it's about six... It's like five years' build time. Um, The car SMRs, which are in production, are estimated to be now 10 to 12 years, even though they are quoted at five. So the cost has gone out. There was a recent one where the price actually doubled, oh no, sorry, the price went out by four times the quoted price. And so there's a lot of concern around the actual price for these things. And they say that energy for these SRMs, to, to make sense, need to be about $60 a megawatt hour, which is the same price as solar which won't happen they're coming in at about 250 dollars at like the high end no sorry um that is a gross under underestimation it's coming at 350 dollars at the top end for srms
2: where will these srms be because look looking back to the uni days i remember i was having a chat to one of my professors who was really pro-hydrogen and i was talking him about nuclear and i'm like look why wouldn't nuclear work this is when i was curious about nuclear didn't really know much about it and he said look you can make nuclear more efficient by making it localised, but why would you want to make it localised when that's a massive, massive health risk? So Mm. you're talking about, obviously, price and whatnot. Um, Where would these things get put? Would they get put in, not rural, but uh, less populated locations even still, or would we see more of them? You would see them in cities. So how would we negate those health risks that such professor was talking about? So
0: um, I I would disagree with this professor, to be perfectly honest. So in terms of nuclear research, we've been doing this for 80 years. And... Like It's like a plane, right? If a plane goes down, everyone dies. Same for nuclear. But the chance of right. you a plane going down is pretty damn low because there's so much maintenance worry. And because okay. there's stigma behind nuclear, they put so much more time in maintenance and safety. So in terms of like what is safe and what is fine, I think nuclear is okay. For me, the main deterrent is the cost. The cost is just too high. Mm.
2: So what you're saying is like the safety and the health risk only applies if something was to go wrong. It's not like being yeah. near a nuclear reactor is dangerous because the radiation or whatever is contained yeah. quite well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, gonna... I mean,
0: most of the reactors that failed were built in the 60s, 70s, 80s when they first started building them. Nowadays, we've been around for a while. I mean, that being said, most of the reactors today are still like five, six years delayed. So even if we need energy today, we won't get it built to 2035. So it's, it's a massive investment. Massive change to regulation. And not only that, you gotta change the entire infrastructure grid in preparation for it, which is just money thrown down the drain. It's not it's not plug and play.
2: But just devil's advocate, like why wouldn't you have to change the grid with solar, for example? So if you upgrade everything to
0: solar farms, wouldn't Mm. you still have to change the grid? Even still, yeah. So you're right. So the so what I touched on before was you know like Latrobe Valley and Hunter Valley and then like Queensland Gladstone and like uh, Gladstone and Calvale, yeah. Calide, where these grids are, um, they are already changing because solars come through and they look, we have a lot of solar resource in the areas. Let's build wires ahead of time. And so uh, AML went through and said we need six billion dollars of wiring, and the entire industry went, yeah, makes about sense. And they start building them. Okay. And so you say, look, we're going to have generation here. We need some wires. Let's build that. Sweet. And so there's like a cooperation between people who build the wires, people who manage the grid, and the people who build the solar and wind farms or generation in general ahead of time for that reason. Now, for nuclear to go in and say, we're the best technology, but not consult anyone else in that consultation, not to consult the people that use the energy, not to consult the people that build the wires, that's... So, we're talking about
2: negotiation costs. In in a way, the solar manufacturers have kind of offset it
0: themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you build solar the wrong part of the grid, you just get turned off. So, you're like, oh, fuck. Well, that's shit. I'm not getting anything for my money. This sucks. And you go, yeah, you should have built in a better spot. Do your research Mm. next time. Nuclear is not even looking at it. They're saying, we're just going to build it and we're going to put it in the middle, or not in the middle, but I would say within 50 kilometers of a city center, each of them would go to.
2: Whereas the old sort of consensus was, oh, just build a plant in the middle of Australia where Mm. no one has to worry about the waste or anything. Yeah. And the grid
0: itself, because it was super like, here's the big generator, here's the wires coming away from it. Nowadays, it's, we've got generation everywhere, just reinforce the grid. That's effectively the thing. So they said, we need big wires from like the extremities. So like North Queensland and then to South Australia, they're building a cable from South Australia to Sydney. And they're even talking about eventually, I'd love to see this, a cable from Sydney to Perth. I mean, they're already building a wire from Northern Territory to Singapore. That's a real project. Sun cable, Google it. Google it. Google Google it. it. (laughs) Google it. Google (laughs) it. Google it. Gobble it up.
2: Yeah. So apart from the cost aspect and being building
1: cities, is there anything off anything else that turns you off the whole nuclear idea? I don't like the word reactor. I think they should. I think uh, nuclear just needs a rebrand. Yeah,
0: it does need a rebrand. I, I
1: got I got no beef with nuclear except for the fact that just the word yeah. and also the <laughs> word reactor. Yeah, it's never. I, it it what, sounds watch dangerous. any TV show, movie, like. Any music yeah. you got a great Re- point yeah. Re- Reactor is You always use it In a negative connotation
0: Yeah
2: it's like Chuck him in the reactor Or like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> What
0: movies do you watch Blow up the reactor <laughs> uh, yes the uh, the reactor's overheating Yeah that's <laughs> my cat exactly. it sounds like <laughs> an evil <laughs> professor Running this Yeah
1: yeah yeah Do the nuclear probe Yeah, yeah. Launch the <laughs> nuclear probe Pull the lever Kronk. Right. <laughs> Wrong lever Sorry. Wrong lever Well Patty,
2: <laughs> If you can find a new name mate I'm sure you might be able To make a bit of money Out of that Yeah that's your job. That's your um, homework for
0: the next yeah, week. Yeah, make a TikTok account for nuclear. Nuclear box. The nuclear box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or I was gonna say I was gonna say boom, but then I thought I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure Yui Boom already has that. It's like
0: you do not want nuclear boom, boom yeah. to be the name <laughs> of something. Sorry, clarify. Like, Coming this fall, the nuclear, nuclear boom. boom. Oh god, what are we putting this boom? Oh, in the middle of a like a suburban city. Oh,
1: lovely. Uh, bring,
0: <laughs> oh my god, bring the boom to school, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everyone, this is uh, bring your show, show off your boom. <laughs> Showing down. Oh, yeah. yeah, something like
2: nuclear energy generator. Yeah. Sounds more Generator safer. Sense, yeah. Look, neg.
1: Yeah. Nuclear energy generator. Okay. Neggies. Neg. Yeah. Oh. Even though this, I'm pretty sure that's a, a dating uh, like, Dating app? Dating no. no ne- if to, to neg, oh, to neg yes. someone. Oh, God, I remember. That's like the a dating app uh, from a while back. Like, Terminology or
0: something like that Yeah, I don't it's know. like a backhanded compliment, right? Yeah Talk down to
1: someone The theory is you talk down to someone To yeah. make them want you more Just like what they're doing in nuclear energy They're yeah. talking down to you to make you want them more
0: Yeah It's, it, it's like to give a compliment But it's like it's There's undertones it's Like, wow, those shoes look really comfortable That's a neck <laughs> Right, okay so It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, those,
1: those, shoes look, those shoes look great Yeah, for a big person well, someone like oh, that's, uh, that's that's, you know, that's yeah. straight yeah. up mean <laughs> that's, that's just, just straight mean. up being a.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to say the word. Yeah, no, I totally understand.
2: Anywho, like, yeah, um, look, I, I do, I do like the idea of nuclear, just not now. I don't think we're gonna yeah. for, for what we need to do with nuclear. I don't think we'll meet the goal in time. Mm. But I think there are prospects for it in the future, based yeah. on what I understand. Well,
0: I feel like there's certain situations was perfect. For example, if you had, I don't know. Um, uh, the moon uh, we, I think we're in another podcast we're talking about a moon site in that situation uh, a nuclear reactor makes sense yeah. or um, uh, space flight or really 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 remote destinations where you need lots of power very quickly fair enough but as a general baselot generator our grids needs to be something that's really flexible and so having wind, solar, batteries pumped, hydro and gas to, to cover off the odd periods and maybe a bit of hydrogen that's it that's really and everyone's in agreement Except for like a few people on Sky News, a few politicians, and the nuclear community who firmly disagree for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why they'd be financially invested to disagree with not being nuclear, but hey, it's the nuclear community. Yeah. Anyways. All we can do is talk about it. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Anyways, enough of me talking because my mouth's dry. I'm over to Patty.
1: Thanks for listening. To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and I'll link below to see our other projects. Have a good one.